one very hot summer's day when I thought I'd lay myself down to rest in a big field of tall grass. I lay there in the sun and felt it caressing my face as I fell asleep and dreamed. I dreamed I was in a Hollywood movie and that I was the star of the movie. This really blew my mind. The fact that me, an overfed... This is Trice Talk. Sunday Night Live. I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. Groovy. Hello, Dennis Lee. <laughs> well, this is Tristock's Sunday Night Live, and I'm looking for Dennis Lee. I see his name up there on the board. He's flashing. Let's see if we got this thing going on again here. Of course it is. Are you there, Dennis Lee? Jeez, I swear. <laughs> Spill the wine. That's what I need to do. Or maybe I'm spilling too much wine. How are you? Oh, well, you were there all of what? Two seconds? What two in seconds? The Sam, hell is going on? How long are you going to last this time, Desley? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you, let's don't you, start any rumors. Let's see what kind of staying power you have this time on the board. Yeah, well, you know, I'm taking my vitamins. <laughs> well, okay. How are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm just on top of the world, Ma. Ah, there you go. There you go. It's been a little steamy, has it not? Steamy? I don't know. Yeah. What have you been doing? I mean, just the weather here in Hot Atlanta. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it is middle of June. <laughs> hey, Jess. Hey, Eric. I don't know what that is. Hey, dude. <laughs> and C time to wake up. <laughs> CQF9T. I better. Does that sound right? CQF9T. Okay. Whoa. F what? F F9T. Oh yes. F9T. You know, well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. <laughs> we always, we always love it when people are happy. I hope everybody's happy tonight, as happy as you can be on a Sunday night. And if you're facing having to go to work tomorrow, work for the man or, oh, yes. or a woman or, or, Whatever you're going to work for tomorrow, right? Right, indeed. I, I mean, mean, yeah, it could be a machine. Could be going to work tomorrow for a robot. Working for a robot? Working for a robot. I mean, well, it's only well, a matter of time until they start running things. Well, this is true. This is true. Tasha called to service with a mentor with her bipolar uncle. Uh, bipolar. Whoa. 
turn my Uh-oh. turn my scanner down. Uh, is this our uh, medical uh, <laughs> medical turn, segment of Trice Talk? We're going to talk about uh, uh, afflictions. Let me turn the scanner down. Huh? <laughs> Let that bleed scanner. in. Scanner. Apologize. <laughs> 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 One must stay ever vigilant, Donald Wayne. Oh, I know. I mean, it, it's funny you said that because my dad used to have a police scanner. I remember. Yeah. You remember? And he had it by the bed and you would be visiting and all of a sudden you'd hear a call come out and he would drop conversation in mid conversation. Well, I remember hear. him having, having one in the kitchen too. Oh yeah. 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 And it's a uh, dad. Are you on the volunteer police department or fire department? Or something? No, I just, I just like to hear what's going on. Maybe somebody I know. So <laughs> I don't think it ever was anybody knew. As the uh, the scanner and the um, the weather channel, the big radar. Uh, yes, his uh, brother was addicted yeah. to the radar yeah. uh, sweep. It wasn't even advanced. Yeah, it wasn't even. Yeah, yeah, it was just a sweep of the radar. You could watch the TV for 20, 30 minutes, and there wouldn't even be a green blip on the screen. Well, you know, that's family. That's it. It was family. So, all right. So you got your scanner turned down just in, unless you have I to go do. if it goes just, off. No, no, we don't. We, I mean, unless there's, unless there's some kind of trouble, we don't. You know. <laughs> so, oh, <geez. laughs> so we got these new air conditioners installed this weekend or Friday, Friday, I guess it was. And so this afternoon I'm working on some, you know, another little project and all of a sudden this, this alarm goes off and I I hear my wife say something from the other room about, do you hear that? What is that? And I don't know. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, something they, on this new unit they put in. And so I'm running all the way upstairs to, uh, check around the new AC and there's nothing going on there, go all through the house. And then finally I, I kind of pinpoint it. It's in the garage and it's a smoke detector that's been out there for 30 years. It finally wore out and it's just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought maybe something on the new unit was malfunctioning and, uh, it was just, uh, an $8 smoke alarm. Well, I mean, that's, that's better than, you know, and something actually burning down, I reckon. Yeah, well, you know, if it's going to flame, I wanted to take the whole thing down to the concrete. Oh, it should be nice and cool with those new ACs. Uh, yes, it's uh, it's uh, been a change from what we're used to. Yeah, they were they were worn out. So it is nice. Okay, so much for noises. So you started all that thought process with that little bit of noise, and I thought uh, it happens. One thing leads to another. Indeed, did, it does. Did you uh, did you go to that festival on Saturday? No, I did not. Um, the girls, the, the grandbaby was on is on summer break, so the girls decided to go to Callaway Gardens Friday, and then they decided to stay down there. So um, I just. I was just kind of left to my own devices. So mm. movies and, um, <laughs> you know, movies and looking at a to-do list and then looking at movies <laughs> Yeah, and pushing the to-do list to the side. It's just so hot. Callaway Gardens. Weekend. I mean, 
in June. Yeah, they had a great time. Yeah, I mean you it's a neat place. There. You can go uh, kayaking and rent bicycles and uh, do all kinds of stuff down there. Yeah, yeah. So I think I did the paddle boats down there. I don't. I'm, and and the right. butterfly room. The butterfly room was probably the neatest thing for me right. the time I went. Yeah, but you can uh, you can go down and get in. They have a beach there. You can go get in the water. So, yeah, yeah, they keep it nice and clean down there. Well, they should for as much as they charge you to get in. That's this is true. Um, it's true. It's it's a neat little area down there. Have you ever been to the little little White House? Uh, no, I have not. No, I've heard about it. I have never been. Roosevelt's place, Franklin D. Yeah. Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've never been down there. Uh, and there's, there? no, no, I've never been there. There is another neat area down there, and I'm sure everybody's enjoying listening to Georgia travel information, yeah. but the there's a little Grand Canyon down there. Have you ever been to that? I have not. It's uh, south of Columbus, but it's, you know, it's not anything like the real Grand Canyon, but it is a grand, it is a canyon and it, uh, you can see all the layers in the, in the sandstone and uh, it's kind of neat, but they call it the little Grand Canyon. Huh. That'd be a neat place. Don't go in the summertime though, because there's no air down at the bottom. If you go down to where the little oh, river well. runs through there, there's no air. Uh, it will not be fun and probably full of snakes. So you probably want to go in the fall or, or well, early. Spring. Uh, yeah, we're out on that. It was <laughs> early <snakes>. spring. <laughs> so, I can tell you that the whole family will be done with that one. Well, so, I thought you were a nature lover. Um, no, I don't love nature like that. Um, <laughs> I like to see it from afar, like a, way far. Afar. Yeah. Gee, okay. I mean, me and snakes and spiders just don't get along. So, so we we missed a few sign-ins there, Dennis Lee, during that little oh, yeah, interlude. Did, uh, I, PPG and <laughs> Martha and Queen and Music Man. Uh, yeah, Music Music Man. Man's in there. Yeah, or or peeked in the door. Yeah. MMH is that MMH? Uh, NMH NMH. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's on the little screen. An image. Hmm. Well. Oh, did you take your rooster with you? <laughs> or do you have your own rooster now? I'm going to put this thing back in the box here. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, are you cheating on us with another rooster? <laughs> Doggone things just get out on their own. I tell I'm going to have to go check the closet, see if that one's still there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lots been happening this weekend. There, Yeah, not the chicken. Not the chicken. Yeah, there has been a lot going on just around the world in general. Yeah, and I, I, one of the things that was kind of on my mind is one that's one of your topics, so I won't go into it now, but, you know, the one across the ocean. Oh yeah, um, I was kind of surprised. Although you know, I've been hearing things going on, but I was kind of surprised when I saw that article this morning. So, um, well, let's see. Where are we? We're about there. I think I think we're right here, aren't we? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I hope so. 
Um, the first thing I guess that I'm going to throw out there is, uh, you know, there's, we, we talk about it every week now about all the pushback against all of the stuff that's going on. Most of it's critical race or something to do with, you know, um, things going on in schools and, and teachers teaching, you know, subjects that parents don't want taught. This is, uh, you know, of course they started attacking the Columbus day thing. What a couple of years ago now, I guess guess it's been since, since they brought, brought all, I guess it came out with the 1619 project when they started talking about Columbus day and we shouldn't be celebrating Columbus day because, you know, the Indians and all the stuff that went on there. So, Anyway, there's a school in New Jersey that uh, actually, <laughs> well, the, the article says New Jersey school board removes holiday names off school calendar, all holiday names to prevent hurt feelings. So there's, there's no holidays on the, well, of course, uh, then I read a follow-up thing that so, so far they haven't officially changed the calendar as it's posted online, but they had this, the school board had this meeting and they, they agreed to take all of the holiday names off the calendar. So when kids have a holiday coming up, it'll just be holiday number one or holiday number two. Uh, it's not going to be Christmas. It's not going to be thanksgiving it's not going to be what else do they get off for i guess it'll go the same thing for memorial day do they get off for labor day i don't remember i believe so maybe here in georgia um so uh, there was a bunch of parents that showed up for this school board meeting well let me let me i've got a little little ditty here i want to i think i've got a recording of the actual gathering of the parents well, I've got a thing from. And so I think that's before they got wind of actually what was going to be said. Oh, I was just a little group there. <laughs> this is just a little ditty from uh, Fox News. They were talking about that particular event. And let me. Well, I tell you, as soon as you touch this thing, it wants to go off. from their academic calendar so founding fathers we can't use that anymore and our federal government's telling us by the way not to thanksgiving by the way i think as well it's it's holiday number one day off off number one day off number two day off number Uh, three no christmas no thanksgiving well are you maybe you could call it indigenous what is the people's People's day is that what they call it no that's day off well the best weapon in this fight guys the best weapon in this fight is the truth and speaking the truth that I, I mean that being a truth teller out there in a sea of lies, really, you know, you, it's not the first person I was talking about. So I podcast all the time. It's not the first person who stands up. Yeah. That person's important. It's the second person who backs them up. This war on language is a very deliberate tactic by the left. You can win an ideological war before a shot's fired by manipulating the language. When you change the language, you recharacterize how people act and talk. I mean, think about it. The left has changed the rules on language a thousand times to make you an istophobic phobophobe before the conversation even starts. You just said it, like, use the word Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, you're definitely a xenophobe. You're scratching your head and you're like, wait, what? I just wanted to enjoy turkey with my family. Fight's over. 
If that's a lot to stick, you lose. Before you even eat your turkey at Thanksgiving dinner, you've lost to the left. You're already a xenophobe and an imperialist. You get how this works? Mm -hmm. The best way to fight this language war, which is a deliberate tactic, is to be that truth teller, flip them, I'm sorry, the double-barreled middle finger, and use the language that's worked forever. They're not birthing people, they're moms. It's uh, indigenous people, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. You can say Merry Christmas. These are deliberate tactics. We know be what a truth infrastructure teller is. Lies. We yeah. know right, we know what infrastructure is. Right. Right. Baseball's not infrastructure. Okay. Then they go on and talk about things that are not infrastructure like you know that the, the democrats have put into the new bill so uh, they name everything in infrastructure that's not even infrastructure so they go into a, a little bit of a tirade about that but the, you know that's true you know uh this small group of people are deciding what we're as a society are allowed to call things in this country um uh, the article that goes along with that is uh, from, um, oh, let's see, who is it? From Fox News, Samuel Chamberlain is the guy, and he's with New York Post. But anyway, he says in his article, he says, uh, what they want you to say now is have a merry day off and a happy day off. That's that's what they want you to say instead of Merry Christmas or, or uh, you know, uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Have a happy day off. Uh, the school board, this is a school board in uh, Randolph Township of Morris County, New Jersey. Uh, they're the ones that unanimously voted Thursday to remove holiday names from their academic calendar. Um, and, of course, that kind of stemmed from the whole Columbus Day thing um, that they that's really what they started out to do with the Columbus day. And then they just decided to go ahead and make everybody happy. That's what they were saying, make everybody happy, but they're not making everybody happy. Um, now holidays like Thanksgiving and Memorial day, as well as Jewish holidays, uh, like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, they'll just be simply listed as days off, uh, on the school calendar. Jeez. Uh, board member Doreen Roche told Fox 5, if we don't have anything on the calendar, we don't have anyone with hurt feelings or anything like that. That's what she was saying. We don't have anybody. I guess you obviously are not paying attention to the people in the crowd at your board meeting. Um, according to the local website, tap into Randolph, up to 125 people attended that Thursday board meeting to oppose the Columbus Day change. Uh, but, of course, it was approved anyway. Uh, there were also three members of the public there who spoke in favor of changing Columbus Day, which that's fine. But, uh, you know, other school districts across the country have already gone in and changed Columbus Day, and I'm sure some of these other holidays will be right behind them unless people continue complaining and they've already uh, talked about getting a recall for all of those uh, board school board members because of this issue. But uh, have a merry day off, Dennis Lee. I think I jack slapped somebody. They were telling me that <laughs> have a merry day off. Well, here's the thing. And I know that whole majority thing rules is it has to have limits. Okay. But if you've got 300 people that like to 
call it Merry Christmas or say Merry Christmas. And you have four that, that for some reason, whatever reason in the world that bothers them, are you supposed to make those 300 people unhappy just for those other few? I wouldn't think so. I mean, I don't know what offends people about Merry Christmas anyway, or course i know that they can run in a different tangent on the thanksgiving thing i understand that but uh gee you know i mean a small group of people isn't they're not supposed to be changing everything for society the majority of society that has no problems or likes the way you know we have our holidays named and so forth so anyway we'll see what happens with uh that school board Jeez. You got people marching through your living room there, Dennis Lee? Oh, this is just uh, following up your your Christmas segment there. This is exactly what they can do. You're the last true family man. Mark? <laughs> Clark? That's Bill, sir. Are you the one who was working on that non-nutritive cereal varnish? Yes, sir. I've got to give a speech to a trade group. I'd like to mention it. Write up a brief summary and have it to me by the end of the day. My pleasure. Layman's terms, none of that inside bullshit jargon that nobody understands. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Shirley, uh, we got your Christmas card the other day, and my family and I are very flattered that you remembered us. Corporate card. Don't forget that report, Bill. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. That's right. That's right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Just said that it's already winter break instead of Christmas break. Yeah, I know. School about, there. About, about lost my mind. Whoa, whoa. They're slow down, people. Jeez. Thing just runs away with itself. <laughs> well, I agree with Jan Dan Bongino. You know, give them a hand signal and tell them, you know, come back and talk to us when, you know, you, you've got more people on that issue than we do. Okay. Don't right. take it away from me. If you don't want, if you don't like it, don't listen to it or don't participate, but don't take it away from other people. You don't have that right. No, no, not at all. Um, you know, that you were talking about, uh, across the pond. Did you hear that, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu looks like he is on the outs. He is. I saw the yeah. other guy talking today. Uh, I guess they'd already sworn him in. I mean, they don't waste any time. No time <laughs> at all. Yeah. They don't have a transition period over there. No, I mean, well, he's been in position for 12 years now. Yeah. Yeah. Naftali Bennett is now, uh, who was the head of a small ultra nationalist party, was sworn in as prime minister after a narrow 60 to 59 vote in parliament. So, well, and yeah. he used to be friends with uh, Netanyahu, too. Really? Yeah. He used to be one of his uh, supporters. Yes. So I guess. Uh, of course, you know, we've heard for the last year that people in Israel have, uh, he's had a lot of, uh, uh, there's been a lot of grumbling over there about Netanyahu. So I guess it shouldn't be a surprise. 
Well, I mean, you know, Netanyahu, Netanyahu was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was being cordial about it to a degree. You know, after the vote was approved, he, he got up and at least shook the guy's hand. Um, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't freak out. He didn't have a Jerry Maguire moment. So, did you see the, uh, I, what I was watching on Fox news, I could see him and it was a lie. Well, I don't know. It was live, but it was anyway, that panning the room, they showed him sitting there, uh, with someone. And I think he had a mask on, if I'm not mistaken, I think they all had masks yeah, on. They all have masks yeah. on. So and he was wearing a black medical mask. So yeah, they were saying that, but he didn't look very happy. And I'm like, well, the only way I could tell is by the eyes. Cause I can't yeah. see anything else. I don't know if he's look frowning. Eyes cringing there. Um, yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I, I mean, if, if uh, the Biden administration is hoping for a warmer welcome, I don't know that they're, you know, um, they're not going to make it any easier. I mean, they want to be a partner with America, but um, they're still not looking. The new leader is not looking favorably about our intentions to, um, to, to, to carry carry on with Iran, so I I can't imagine they would get any support from Israel to to soften relations with Iran. No, no, they're not about that at all. It doesn't matter who's in power, so they won't get their blessing on that. Uh, Israel, um, Bennett said, Israel will not allow Iran to arm itself with nuclear weapons. So that's clearly off the table. So. Basically, if we don't um, make it, you know, to where they can't do that, then someone will definitely take care of it. And um, we, we've, you know, I think it's been said for for years, for decades, that you, you know, you don't want Israel to be the first one to have to launch a nuke or or do anything like that because then it'll just it'll just turn into a big poop show over there. Um, <laughs> Yeah. A poop show. A poop, uh, well, that's, poop show. That's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> uh, it said uh, uh, Bennett said that Israel will not be a party to the agreement and will continue to preserve full freedom of action. So everything is on the table when it comes to um, dealing with Iran, as far as Israel is concerned. So um, you know, Biden's not going to have. President Biden's not going to have an easier time with Bennett just because he's a new leader. Um, but yeah, that um, I don't believe that Netanyahu um, thought that that was going to that he was going to be ousted. Um, you know, it was a it is a narrow. I mean, sixty to fifty nine. That's pretty about as narrow as you can get. Huh? What? I don't know. I can't control it. <laughs> These stupid pop-ups. I'm sorry. <laughs> what it, happened? It was a pop-up. <laughs> a pop-up. Yeah, on the on the screen. Uh, you know, you know oh, those things, the commercial things that come up. Oh, I didn't hear anything. Oh, you didn't? No. Why am I hearing it? I don't know. <laughs> You mean I, I, I frantically searched for a b button to cut it off and you couldn't even hear it? 
I didn't hear a thing. Well, I'll be darned. Um, (laughs) 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 Nope, just just didn't hear it either. Uh, Well, Uh. thank you. Thank you. I'll just, so I won't worry about those anymore, except it's awfully Uh loud in my headphone. Uh, So, um, uh, you were saying Netanyahu (laughs) uh, got to speak after Bennett did, and uh, he predicted the incoming government would be weak on Iran and give in to U.S. demands to make concessions to the Palestinians. Um, If it is destined for us to be in the opposition, we will do it with our backs straight until we topple this dangerous government and return to lead in the country in our way, he said. Um, Johanan Plessner, president of the Israel Democracy Institute and nonpartisan think tank, said the new government will likely be more stable than it appears. Uh, even though it's a very narrow majority, it will be very difficult to topple and replace because the opposition is not cohesive, he said. Each party in the coalition will want to prove that it can deliver, and for that they need time and achievements. You know, which, yeah, I mean, they can say what they're going to do all day long, but then, you know, you gotta you got to be able to show the people that you can actually get it done. I think that goes with just about anything. Um, Well, you know, 12 years is a long time for, I mean, I don't, I don't quite understand their process. I know they've had several elections. uh, They're talking about reforming it to where now that um, um, they can only be in power for eight years. That still seems like too long of a time, but well, it certainly is here. <laughs> yeah. Um, they still say that you know, they believe that Netanyahu will continue to cast his shadow. Uh, he expects the incoming opposition leader to exploit events and propose legislation that uh, right-wing coalition members would like to support but can't, all in order to embarrass and undermine them. So it may be nasty for a minute over there. Well, see, and they talk about the uh, the right wing party in Israel a lot, and then I think I don't know. It seemed like they said extreme right wing. That's hard for me to say right wing, um, and I don't know if that's comparable to our right wing, you know, us over there. So, um, well, I mean, when they when they come in, I mean, this this is basically a whole new government coming in there. So, uh, they wipe everybody out and, and pretty much restructure the whole thing. Hmm. So, so the driving force behind the coalition is Yair Lapid, a political centrist who will become prime minister in two years if the government lasts that long. They said <laughs> um, <laughs> they're not very helpful here. Um, well, I guess we could really say Biden and his group is trying to restructure our entire government. I mean, if you look at the well, yeah, bills. And then, well, yeah, and I guess every president does that um, because every president that comes in pretty much undoes a majority of what the former administration or previous, yeah, previous administration did while they were in power. I mean, no matter um, what party they are. 
Yeah, well, it's obvious Trump didn't get enough get get rid of enough people around the White House when he took over. Right. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Netanyahu supporters have held angry protests outside the homes of rival lawmakers who say they have received death threats, naming their family members. Israel's Shin Bet Internal Security Service issued a rare public warning about the incitement earlier this month, saying uh, it could lead to violence. Netanyahu has condemned the incitement while noting that he has also been a target. Um, yeah, he served, uh, he served as prime minister for a total of 15 years, more than any other, including the country's founder, David Ben-Gurion. Um, I don't remember that name. I don't either, actually. Um, uh, who was before Netanyahu? Um, golly, I can't think of his name, but yeah. I mean, he's been there so long. It just That's the only name I remember. Hey, BP. Welcome, No Shadow. Um, hey, BP, No Shadow. I want to say uh, we're knocking uh, bacon, but that was somebody uh, else, wasn't it? Well, that sounds familiar. Sounds yeah. familiar. that may be it we'll get the research department on that um uh, yeah that may be it i don't know but yeah that's um so yeah uh you know things are getting shaken up with our uh friends across the pond there and can you imagine being that you know being being surrounded by nothing but um Enemies? Countries are in yeah, <laughs> being surrounded by nothing but enemies on all sides. So um, that's got to be a very challenging position. Well, it, it seemed like a weird time to be changing uh, leadership too, with all that's going on. Right. Uh, you know, with Palestine, I just, of course, I th- I, I think that's calmed down a little bit since a week or so ago, but still seems like a weird time to be changing leadership. Okay. It was man to happen. So, but we'll keep a close eye on that. 12 years. We've heard the last of it. Oh no. I, I, I think, I think I saw something printed where he said he'll be back. So maybe he's back. He's taking a, a page from the Trump playbook. Right. You're not, you're not rid of me yet. Um, <laughs> you want to give the call-in policy while we're uh, oh. chatting around here? Yeah, let me. Do uh, we still have one? I mean, I don't know. Oh, we do. We do actually. Let me. Uh, let me get this here. Um, uh, what's our? Uh, let's see. Got to. Uh, got to. Yes. Uh, Arrange some stuff here. Dun, 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 dun. Trice Talk's call-in policy is that you must first let us know in the chat what you'd like to talk about when you come on the line, especially if we don't know who you are. Then once you are in the call box, you'll be allotted three minutes to get your thoughts out before we lower you gently back down into the chat room. And remember, no foul language is allowed 
This is a non-explicit show. And we appreciate your participation. This has been the Tristalk Call-In Policy. <laughs> Sounds like something from one of those old game shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say, BP. It was a total surprise to me, too. I don't, I'm like, you've been on What's My Line? Or yeah. Hello, I'm looking for hey. an ad for Joy or something there. That's right. Well, That's not right. real Joy, but the real joy? dish detergent. Yeah. Ditch detergent. <laughs> ditch detergent. <laughs> detergent. You didn't catch that, did you? No. Um, no <laughs> did you like the flight attendant voice? <laughs> what? Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, get, I don't. He's on life support. Give him the shot. Um, yeah. <laughs> Make make sure I want to see your uh, grades from med school before you <laughs> puncture my body. That's right. Um, you know <laughs> what's wrong with Virginia? <laughs> Too much clapping. <laughs> Too much clapping. Too much clap. Uh, yeah, the clap. Uh oh. Uh, did you? I don't know what's wrong with people in Virginia. But the school board, here's another school board member tells graduating class that they're entering world overwhelmed by racism and extreme individualism. Now, I remember, even though my graduation was many moons ago, you know, um, we had a positive message at my graduation, even though, uh, let's see, I don't even remember who, oh, I know who was president, but I'm not going to say Anyway, it was a positive message, even though uh, that was a, a time when a lot of guys coming out of high school were facing the possibility of going to Vietnam, but it was still a positive message. But this thing here, um, it seemed like it was a downer. But at Fairfax County School Board member gave a fiery commencement speech last week in which she warned the graduating mostly minority high schoolers that they are about to step into a capitalist world filled with racism, white supremacy, and extreme versions of individualism. Now, Dennis Lee, what is a extreme version of individualism? Um, I, I don't know, but I'd really <laughs> like you to tell me, Donald Wayne. Well, well, it doesn't say here, so I'm, I was hoping maybe you could fill in that oh, blank. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, a bra... Omesh, the school board's lone Muslim member, delivered the keynote address before a graduation ceremony for Justice High School in Falls Church, Virginia, on June the 7th. Uh, the president of the student government introduced her, noting that she campaigned for presidential candidate Bernie Sanders and that her father, uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name, was a leader and board member uh, of the Islamic center there, I guess I say. Um, so anyway, there's a, several other things here about her, but the beginning of Omesh's speech reported the, uh, by the daily wire was relatively uncontroversial as she commended the graduates switching between Arabic, English, and Spanish. So she three languages, that's pretty good. I, 
challenge to master one. Uh, she says, today we checked off a box in your academic journey. As a human being, you have developed and you have grown, she said. But her speech quickly took on racial and class-based overtones, while at one point acknowledging the school is sitting on land stolen from the Manahawk people, a Native American tribe. From the Haka who? Manahawk. We've we've heard oh, okay. a lot about the Manahawks um, yeah. because I think they were in that area, that area of Virginia and up towards New England and so forth, you know. Um, so anyway, she told them that you're sitting on land stolen from those Indians. You understand that social justice is only political for those who can afford to ignore it. She told the graduating class, you understand that neutral is another word for complicit. And you have made a choice to take a stand. She warned the graduates that they're stepping into a divisive world that will try to keep them down, but implored them not to be discouraged. That's exactly why I'm here to tell you to remain steadfast, she said, to keep your eye on the prize. Our world is overwhelmed with need. We struggle with human greed, racism, extreme versions of individualism and capitalism, white supremacy, growing wealth gaps, disease, climate crisis, extreme poverty amidst luxury and waste right next door. And the list goes on, she said. I mean, that's a lot to throw on these people that have just made it through high school, don't you think? I would uh, think so. Yeah. Not, not painting a very good picture. Not at all. I mean, I'd almost say, well, you know, what? what's the point? <laughs> you know, let me just go back to school. But though the world is unfair and unjust, she said, your truth, your courage, and your path to uplift those who are not heard will leave you on the right side of history. So... I hope they don't pick her to talk to next year's graduating class. I mean, it, it, it never ends. The, the negativity never ends. And I just, I can't understand the logic in standing there and telling this class, this graduating class, this is what you got to look forward to. So Virginia, Uh, never uh, ceases uh. to amaze. What in the Sam Nuggets is that? So do you remember who played the first Superman on TV? Um, yeah, I can't remember his name. He's the one that committed suicide, wasn't he? Shh. We're not supposed to talk about that. Yes. About what? I mean, well, Superman can't kill himself unless it's a kryptonite bullet. Well, I think, I think it might've been, um, no, his name was Steve Reeves. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, related to Christopher Reeves, by the way. So, oh, that's odd that um, he would go and 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 do the movie then, without being in the family. Hey, Corazon, welcome. <laughs> hey, Corazon. Yeah. Well, you know. Had just well, popped up on the of, screen is why I asked. You oh, that. just oh, did it now? Huh? Yeah, it wasn't on my list. It was just a. There's, a, there's your chicken. <laughs> I'm gonna go get my. I'm gonna go get the dog if you keep playing with the chicken. Um. Well, 
So, oh, oh my goodness. What was so, that? You got a leak? Since, since you brought that up, um, you know that Ned, Ned Beatty passed away this weekend? I didn't see. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I wrote down a few little nuggets about him. You know, the film Deliverance was this really his acting debut um, for the big really? screen. Yeah. Um, and he played an Atlanta businessman in that movie, um, as well as, you know, someone who got strapped to a tree. Um, well, since it happened in Georgia, I guess that makes sense that it would be Atlanta. It's only bad if you can see it, BP. <laughs> what? <laughs> My rooster. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> cock-a-doodle-doo to you, too. You know, the Ned Beatty was also the voice of the evil bear Lotso in Toy Story 3. Did you know that? I didn't know that was Ned Beatty. Uh, I don't know that. Toy Story 3? Yeah. What was that one? Is that That the one? That was the one where they were in the, uh, they went to the uh, the, uh, daycare center, the Uh, evil toys uh. from the daycare center. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, that's not the one where they were stuck in the 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 little machine with the crane thing, the toy thing. No, it's not uh, that. No, one. I don't no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I got them confused. Oh, okay. No, that's okay. Um so he uh, he was also in 160 plus films. Um and uh he actually had some stints where he was on Roseanne. He played the father of old Dan Connor in Roseanne. I don't remember him being on there. Yeah, I do remember seeing him on uh, Roseanne. Hmm. Oh. Uh, um. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jeez, somebody. Just a whole. <laughs> Speaking of the Connors, I did watch The Big Lebowski today. Again. Oh, I watched. I watched that. Um, what did I watch? I watched that this, just the other night. Did you? <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. Oh, I love the scene where John Turturro is. Um, you know, they play the his the um, the Hispanic version of Hotel California. You don't mess with the Jesus. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's an awesome. I yeah, know. that's uh, it's. Uh, yeah, we got you know. I did watch some nature shows this weekend. That might be the problem. Yeah, I there, think BP. he's got some got some wild stuff going on at his, <laughs> his house. Um, I, mean, I, I bet he doesn't have any birds there though, BP, because he hates. Well, the chicken is a bird. <laughs> what was that? Uh, uh, it was a duck. Actually, duck. A Ducks duck. Are, yeah. Okay. Some wild turkey. There you All go, right. BP. One more thing, and I'm going over there to pick up my <laughs> dog. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but speaking of animals. Is this Wednesday? It's close. Oh, um, Sunday. Speaking of animals, there's a story that's actually a, it's kind of a sweet story um, from the Dodo. Um and uh, about a raccoon that a woman uh, rescued as a, a little baby raccoon. 
And then three years later, the, this raccoon's still coming back to their house. Um, yeah, is uh, the the raccoon's name was Little Hands, is what they called it. <laughs> and there's a picture you'll be able to see it on on our Facebook page. Um, a picture of this little baby raccoon. It's so tiny and so cute. Um, so the lady was like, you know, well, when she saw the little baby raccoon, you know, what should I do? You know, let, let nature take its course or, you know, uh, if we take it to the vet, they'll probably put it to sleep. So she decided to take the little raccoon and, and raise it um, until it was um, good enough to let back out into the wild. Um so basically, uh, her mom was semi-retired. So she said, oh, "Okay, mom. Well, I guess you can take care of the 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 baby raccoon." So the the baby raccoon actually got bio, bottle fed about five times a day, um, and had. Uh, she said uh, the first time she bottle fed him, and he looked up at her. She just kind of melted. She treated him very sweetly early on because they like to be touched a lot apparently um, raccoons do. So she created a bond with him, even knowing he'd go back to the wild at some point. Um, so the little hands grew up strong. Uh, call her unless your license is careful while of is it? Well, I mean, this lady didn't care. Um, and it didn't say, actually. I don't know exactly if it said where they were at. <clears throat> but um, she... <laughs> She said that the little hands grew up strong and by the end of the summer was ready to strike out on his own. Um, So they get a soft release and go out on our property and live under the deck for a little while and she'll leave food out until they wander off and find their own way. Because this is not the only raccoon. Apparently there's, um, you know, the raccoons don't want to take care of their young. They just drop them off at this lady's house. So... um, but little hands uh, continued to come back to the house um, for the past three years, living independently out in the woods. It still comes by and gets a hug, and it is not so tiny in the mo- anymore. It's the size of a probably about a 20-something-pound dog. But she's sitting there hugging sweet little little hands. <laughs> said every day it says she sits outside and waits and even uh when they're grown up they'll visit her and she just lights up and she just loves it uh they love her too she's just mom um <laughs> so yeah she's um it's the robinson family and and they they do animal rescues and apparently they love rescuing the raccoons and uh you can you can actually look them up and and see their story and, and read that a little further. We'll post that on the Facebook page. I thought it was kind of cool that the the raccoons would come back and visit the home, not forgetting where they where they were reared. So. I, I think uh, in the Swiss Family Robinson movie they had a pet raccoon. Did they? I, I, I think just watched they did. That not too. I watched it about two weeks ago. The, the original. Yeah, I don't. Or that may be the only one. Yeah, you don't remember I the record? I think they redid it. Yeah. This is the one. 
I think with John Mills, you know, Haley Mills' father. Oh, well, if you know who Haley Mills is, maybe you don't. You know who Haley Mills is? Um, no. The original Parent Trap. Goodness gracious. I mean, what in the hell have you got going on over there at your house? I mean, so... That's while, the actual sound of a raccoon. While the <laughs> boss was away. Hey, the just, babe, welcome. Geez, let everybody just kind of, <laughs> would you keep your back door open or something? Oh, whoa. <laughs> just, <laughs> allegedly. <Yeah. laughs> allegedly. <laughs> were, were you exposed? Oh, I think that was a recording of Hillary. Uh, um. Not yet, BP, but um, sure enough, they probably will. Yeah, Ass well, going up pretty quick around here. The snakes and all that stuff. Yeah, huh. Doctor Doolittle. Yes, I am the uh, pet whisperer there. So. Did you hear last week? Uh, towards the end of last week, they were uh, now that Trump is out of the picture more or less that uh some doctors are admitting that hydroxychloroquine actually did some good for some oh, of the patients well, they're yeah, saying i wouldn't expect that they would admit that while he was still in office yeah uh well, it's amazing how many things they're backtracking on since you know he things that he said you know over a year ago uh, but now all of a sudden you know uh, well, there is some truth to that, but yeah, there's some uh, doctors that are saying that uh, that hydroxychloroquine was used on a number of patients and made a big difference in their ability to uh, to recover or fight off Jeez. the disease. So, yeah. but oh no, it was a lie, uh, and it was just. I think they were uh, saying that he timing was, is impeccable. Isn't it amazing? But it doesn't seem to bother anybody now that they admit to these things. Well, yeah, I guess there was some truth that, well, yeah, maybe that did come from the lab there in Wuhan, China. Uh, well, maybe, I mean, they're backtracking on all this stuff because people are finding evidence. I, I must have logged into the wrong show tonight. I'm, I'm in the wrong place. Get this I'm as confused as everybody that's listening. Because I can't see him. I don't know what he's doing, but I think he he must have been uh, playing with the hibiscus root today. Let me get the, let me get the mute button here. Jeez. You got to lay off of that quiet. stuff there. Uh, it, said, it, it said lavender. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. So anyway, hydroxychloroquine has been reinstated. Jeez. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden everything is okay that they were saying before um, that they were all against. Everything is just fine now. So, Of course. Look, COVID's officially over. But we're going to continue to write checks for the rest of the year, so no worries. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, they've got to do something with that money. Um, I, there, there was just a brief story that a judge, a uh, federal judge in Wisconsin, 
has issued a temporary restraining order pausing payments in a federal farmer loan forgiveness program. Uh, you know, the one that grants benefits on the basis of race <laughs> that white farmers can't participate in that particular program. So Jeez. a federal judge in Wisconsin has halted that for the time being saying that it's likely to be unconstitutional. Do you think so? He, he put the whammy on that for right now. So it's amazing. I bet the judges are busy. <laughs> They've been busy since Biden took over because all the things that people are trying to do to undo what Trump did. Yes. Now you have people trying to undo it and then people are filing lawsuits. So yeah, the judges are probably working overtime except the Supreme court. Maybe, I don't know. That's all I had to say about that. Um, let's see. Well, all right. Well, let me switch over here to my real thing. Your real thing. Uh, yeah. My real thing, you know, uh, to get real, to get real. Uh, okay. Let's, let's get real. I saw this little piece on Fox huh. news last night. I guess well, that's the right way to say that. Uh, I don't I mean, know if it is. Donald it, well, it is in my generation. <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, you know, I can't change everything. The way I think. But I saw this little piece on uh, Fox news and it was a segment showing, uh, I don't know if you've seen this guy, He's the Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Dennis Lee, but his name is Mark Robinson. <laughs> okay, BP. Uh, <laughs> every time you I turn over, every you time I turn, up, Donald Wayne. I know every time I look over that way, I always see something that shouldn't surprise me. Um, so, have you heard of Mark Robinson? Um, no, I have not. He's the Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, as I said. Oh, wow. um, but I saw a brief clip. There was a, uh, North Carolina had a, what's this called? A North Carolina grand old party state convention last week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he was one of the key speakers at that convention and I've never heard of him. Uh, I've never heard him speak before, but uh, the little clip they played made me got my attention. So I, I looked up a couple of clips from him today and, uh, he sounds like somebody that's, you know, Tim Scott, we've talked about before in uh, South Carolina, um, Senator Tim Scott, he's, um, you know, he's, he's been making some waves and some people have talked about him in the, for the presidential race in 2024. But I got a feeling because this guy is a little bit louder and a little bit more speaks with a little bit more passion. Uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't find a place somewhere in there. Now, he may not do something in 2024, but he's certainly going to be rising in the ranks. Mm. Up and um, coming, he is. Up and coming. Well, you know, he's he just... He's, I, I was just, I love listening to him talk because he, he was defending Republicans, defending conservatives and defending Americans. And just his whole speech was patriotic, his whole, his whole, uh, everything he talked about. So, uh, anyway, uh, as he's speaking, he talks about, he says, we're, we're not going to let the, uh, he's telling his audience that 
CNN and ABC and, of course, the other networks, our enemy networks, don't get to decide what the Republican Party is today. Uh, he's telling them, you know, that CNN and, and those other networks are trying to brand Republicans in a certain way as racist, white supremacists, so far, uh, as well as conservatives. And he's saying they don't get to do that. Uh, he's also telling his audience that as Republicans, we know what the party is and what our goals and values are. Uh, he also shared his belief that reparations which was the little clip that they were playing uh, for uh, Fox last night, that his belief in reparations for slavery in America are not owed. He said, I remember I made this particular liberal so angry at me because I told him right to his face, nobody owes you anything for slavery. If you want to tell the truth about it, it is you who owes. It is you who owes. Why do you owe? because somebody in those fields took strikes for you. Somebody had to walk through Jim Crow for you. Somebody fought wars and died for you. And that was part of his speech yesterday, as, uh, or I mean last week as well. Wow. Um, but I'm going to post, I, I found two videos this afternoon. I'm going to post both of those on Facebook tonight for anybody that wants to, anybody hasn't seen it already, that would be, I just encourage you to listen to him, and, and I think he's going to be making some waves in the Republican Party. Um, let's see. I think I've got one short clip here ah, from him. Let we me see like if, a clip. You like, you, like, you like to be clipped? Oh, no. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I mean, guess it doesn't much matter now. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of a haircut or something, but you're, you're uh you're getting you're getting serious. Okay, let me let me get this going here. As a New Jersey wow. school district also removes all holiday names. Okay, we've already listened to you. All right, here he is. The greatest example of that I saw and witnessed it firsthand on television during 9-11. People running away from those burning buildings, running away in horror. We saw policemen and firemen running to those buildings, basically running to their deaths to go help others because they saw trouble and they knew that they were needed. That's got to be us in this day right here. We've got to run to the trouble, folks. And what is the trouble? The trouble is the Biden administration that is seeking to turn this country into a socialist hellhole. The trouble is Antifa that wants to roam the streets and beat you into submission. The trouble is Black Lives Matter. It claims to care about the lives of black people, but it's turned a blind eye. Why violence in black communities are taking lives at a genocidal rate. They've turned a blind eye. That's where the trouble is, and that's what we've got to run to. We've got all the right in the world on our side, and there ain't no reason to be afraid, and there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on, because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. That's not who we come from, none of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, 
what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. And at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima, raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And at Porkchop Hill, there was Americans. Quezon, there was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who cower at the side of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud and remember who we are, that we are Christians, that we are Americans, that we are Republicans, and that we are conservatives. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, freedom will survive here. And not only survive, it will thrive. You think he's got a little passion? I mean, that was awesome. I mean, I couldn't. He's got my vote. Yeah, I I tell you, uh, I'd be real surprised if he's not on a major ticket in 2024. No, that was was an inspiring speech, actually. Yeah, I I just, I'd listened to the whole thing uh, just to hear what he would say. And that's the way, Dennis Lee, that our Republican leadership should have been talking. That's the way they should have sounded for many a year now, but especially right now, in my opinion, with that same passion, with that same uh, dedication that, you know, we know who we are, we know what we believe in and we're not going to take this. So we should, it's, it's, uh, again, I encourage you to look for it on our post on Facebook, because I think you'll, if you have not heard it, I think you will enjoy it. Uh, unless you're a serious liberal. And then I still would encourage you to listen to it because it's about being an American. So anyway, that is, uh, Mark Robinson, the Lieutenant governor of North Carolina. Yeah. I like that. And we've been, you know, I've been worried about North Carolina the last few years because they've been edging towards blue. And um, I don't know. I don't know. He just kind of came out of nowhere, you know, for for us. Thank goodness. So that's two states. <laughs> Why can't we get somebody to talk that way in Georgia? Well, I don't know. Um, we We sure have our share of problems. <laughs> so when it comes to that. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, Eric. So, have you seen any cicadas lately, Donald Wayne? I haven't seen a one, Dennis Lee. Not a one. I haven't even. I heard haven't them. seen. See, well, you hear them. Hear them now. Well, I hear them now. Okay. That that <laughs> for everyone. That's what a um, group of cicadas sound like. I don't know what, what they call a group. You got of jungle book going on over there. Um, I mean, what, what is <laughs> lion country a, safari or something? That's a group of cicadas. <laughs> um, well, there's actually, I was, I was asking cause there was actually a story um, 
where a uh, man in Cincinnati actually crashed his car after a cicada smacked him in the face. Um, so Vincent Bingham was driving in Cincinnati Monday when a cicada got a little too close for comfort, causing him to crash his car into a utility pole, Donald Wayne. Um, this is a story from Fox News, actually. Um, he said, uh, I was driving, and I guess it was a cicada flew in and smacked me right in the face, Bingham told an officer at the scene of the crash, and uh, got that on body cam footage, too. Um, exactly. <laughs> Hold on, let me get the tiger. Uh, witnesses of the <laughs> crash told the responding officer that Bingham wasn't swerving or speeding until he randomly jerked the wheel. Um, now, um, and, and I, I have to include myself in this. When you experience something that freaks you out when you're driving, remember, there are still others around you. So he did jerk his wheel. He crashed into a utility pole. But, Lord, if there had been somebody on, on that side of him, um, he would have killed him. Um, and I'm only saying this because I've jerked the wheel myself. Um, you well, know. Okay. <laughs> Make sure. <laughs> Uh, I mean, allegedly, the officer said, <laughs> I just got to, I got to remember who I'm talking what to. A, what a description. He said he's tempted to believe Bingham because he had a cicada stuck in the console of his car at the time, which would be <laughs> odd for him to just roll around with a cicada stuck in his console, uh, his console. So trillions of the brood cicadas are swarming across parts of the eastern United States and the Midwest for the first time in 17 years. Have you seen any cicadas, BP, or heard them? Um, sounds like they're up in your neck of the woods. Um, so, yeah, these far from the first person. A chartered plane for members of the media to cover President Joe Biden's first overseas trip Tuesday was delayed by seven hours after the noisy bugs invaded the aircraft, causing mechanical problems. Um, there's also been reports of a lot of them in Maryland and Virginia, and they've even shown up on the weather radar because there is so many of them. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot to, be, to show up on, as a blip on the radar. That's a pretty big little crew, a uh, pretty big crew there. So um, if you hear... This sound, you better take cover because, you know, if you scare them, um, they will actually pee on you, too, as they fly away. And I wouldn't get it in your mouth or in your eyes. Did, um, did we talk about eating those things last week? Yeah, week yeah you, uh, people have been prying them up. I mean, they figure, you know, look, there's an abundance of them. Um, what's the deal? Well, you, did chocolate, you, roll them in... Uh, you know, you, uh, yeah, they Tucker Carlson ate one last week. Uh, somebody made what did they make? It's like a brownie. It was some kind of pastry kind of thing with cicadas, mm. and he ate it on the air. Uh, he said it, somebody had sent it to him and thought he'd try it, and he said it actually tasted not bad. And I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. You can tell me all about it, but and why? I mean, I've got too many other things I could eat in the pantry besides eating bugs. 
Yeah, that's exactly what would happen after eating a load of cicadas. Um, it wouldn't be good. What a day you must have had, Dennis Lee. <laughs> it wouldn't just... be good. Okay. Now we need to... All right. Okay. You got your... You got your... Whoop. Oh! Hey! You got Watch your... Out. My you got, goodness. You got your hand on the handle? I do, actually. Okay. All right. Hold on. Get Nate, Take the cue. <laughs> and flush. Now. Oh, look at that. Well. Work. Oh, there we go. Archie. Um. You know, it's odd that the at the bunker's house, you could always hear the toilet flushing from the upstairs bathroom, um, just sitting down in the living room. Yeah, well, jiggle, you got to jiggle the handle sometimes, and sometimes you have to hold it down, the handle. To the handle. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, cicadas, I tell you. All right. What a world. Well, you... Um, just, just go ahead, go ahead and do another one. I'm you. You've played with me long enough now. I'm gonna go get well, my dog. So go I'll be, I'll be right dog. back. It's all you. I, oh, okay. Well, um, they actually have a recording of there was there was a breaking news earlier about um about um Kamala Harris, and we actually have a um. If you take her laugh and you speed it up, it's almost like, you know, back when you're growing, you know, you're growing up and, and, and you actually had a record player from any of the, any of the individuals that had a record player and you could, you know, play it backwards. So they actually had a recording of uh, Kamala Harris's laugh and they sped it up and um, let's see if I can find what they came up with there. Uh Yeah, that was very odd. Very odd. Very odd, I thought. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. Playing with this. <laughs> I don't. I, what is. Were you abducted? Were you probed this weekend by some aliens Whoa, or something? No one's probing anybody. No one's. Whoa, easy there. They put you under one of those things. You will do what we say. I shall not. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. thought that was odd. Um, yeah, well, they wanted to, but I said no. No means no. Sling ons. Mm. <laughs> did you did you find what you needed there, Donald Wayne? I was checking to see if you <laughs> if you had taken. You thought I. You my rooster. It, well, it's not really my rooster, rooster, but the rooster. Oh no! Oh, no. But it's it's still here. So, it all is. right. But you know, it half is. our animals are dead. <laughs> the horse. The horse died. The cow died. Fight. And uh, the gracious. dog is just barely hanging on. He's just all right. It's time for batteries. Did you hear the story about? Uh, it's 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 one of our homegrown stories that the people at the Methodist hospital in, in Dallas, Texas had, uh, I don't know if they actually fired 120, 
125, 150 people, uh, but they they sent them home. They let them go for maybe they put them on suspension or something because they had not gotten their vaccinations and they did not want to get vaccinations. Did you hear oh, that? No, no, I did not. That, that's the Methodist Hospital, and only it probably only matters to me because I was actually born in the Methodist Hospital. That was my my hospital. So, okay. but yeah, these, uh, I think it was a hundred, I think it was 150, but, uh, these, these workers, I don't know if they were doctors or, or nurses or I don't know what they did at the hospital, but they let them go because they refused to take their vaccination. Um, that's horrible because they should <clears throat> have the choice to do that or not. You know, before they had a vaccination, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a mess. So you're going to, all these people just lost their jobs because of that. Yeah. And you know, I, I think I thought Texas had already said, maybe that's just Florida that uh, they weren't going to allow people to, to be dismissed from their jobs for that, for not getting vaccinations. Um, I did see a, a, a couple of stories this weekend about some people that had some bad reactions to the shot. And I think I saw something on Twitter. Somebody that I follow said that they had lost somebody in their family um, that that supposedly did not have any problems. And, and they died a couple of days after getting a shot. So there's, well, been- I mean, we, we've talked about it before. Um, there's, you know, we're in the middle of a clinical study right now. They shouldn't um, persecute somebody if they don't want to take the vaccine. I mean, you know, give it to, you know, a year to, you know, a two year time frame. And then at that point, when all these bugs are worked out, then, you know, like, okay, we've got something that's proven and it's not harmful. Um, you know, you got to take it, you know. Well, here's like a question. They make, they make people get the, they make healthcare workers get the flu shot. You know, so I, I understand it, but I don't, not right now, given the, the little testing that's actually been done. Yeah, the situation. Do we have a lawyer in the house? Do we have a lawyer online right now? Because I have a legal question. Oh, my. Say, say you're working for somebody and they tell you that you cannot come back to work till you get your shot. And you need your job real bad, so you go get a shot, then you die or get extremely ill and you incur a lot of medical expenses. I wonder if mm. the family could go after the employer. I don't know because you still have a choice at the end. I mean, I'm just thinking plain devil's <laughs> devil's advocate here. Well, you do, um, but if you need uh, your job, you know. Right, but if you, you have a choice that if, you know, you don't have to work there. You'll find another job. Is That's what true. Say. I, I, I think that the, right now, um, that would be a hard, it would be a slippery slope. But I mean, uh, not that um, I, we are, I, we're on a slippery to. slope. <laughs> We've been on one. We, for, well, yeah, we definitely are. <laughs> a year and a half. Yeah. There's just, uh, you know, just a question. It's one of those ah moments. Right, yeah, it could, it could be hard, just stuck. I mean, because you know, you it would have to be proven that you didn't have any other choice. 
um, which you do have a choice. You can work there or you cannot. So I, I don't know. Um, it's sad that anybody gets put in that position in the first place. Uh, well, there's um, a, it's a mess. Well, that's just one, you know, wasn't a major question. Just one of those fleeting moment kind of things. Um, there's an article in the Epic times uh, headline says taxpayers fleeing blue States take $26.8 billion in gross income to red States. So, you know, we know they're fleeing New York state. We know they're fleeing California. Uh, I haven't, I, I guess they are, they probably are fleeing uh, Oregon as well. Don't you think? Uh, and maybe even Washington state. Oh, yeah, I totally believe that. But $26.8 billion are taking out of those, out of the blue states and going to red states. Uh, the most recent IRS migration data shows that in the years 2017 to 2018, a net 399,892,000 taxpayers and their dependents left blue states. Um in this case defined as those in which both the house and Senate are Democrat controlled. Let's see the nearly 400,000 taxpayers and dependents, uh, nearly uh, one tenth of a percent of the U S population took all that money with them. The top beneficiary, of the blue state outflow was GOP controlled guest Dennis Lee. What state? What state is that? What state they went to? Uh, no, tell me. Texas. Oh, Texas. Tejas. Yeah, it says GOP controlled Texas is where they're going, uh, which saw a net inflow of 114,818 taxpayers and their dependents, along with a gross income boost of nearly $4 billion. Well, they're going to need it because, you know, the governor of Texas has decided that they're going to go ahead and start working on the wall since uh, Biden's not going to do it. Mm. And I'm really kind of excited about that, even though I don't live in Texas anymore, to see if the federal government has pushback against the state of Texas, because really the federal government is in charge of the U.S. border and not the state. So, whoops, did I lose you? Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> I, I kind of, sort of, sort of, maybe. What in the Sam? Um, so they were saying that people are losing, uh, moving, losing, moving for a number of reasons like crime rates, job opportunities, and housing costs. Well, how I never figured out how people could afford. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, it's playing with all those wild animals is getting you, <laughs> getting you in trouble tonight. <laughs> What is this hide and seek? Oh boy. <laughs> so, um, uh, where was I? I was talking about people leaving States. Um, I don't even know where I was now. Crime rates, job opportunities and housing costs. I've never figured out how people could afford to live in California anyway. I mean, 
what what is the minimum wage in California? Eighty dollars an hour, so you can afford to live somewhere. Yeah, it, it would have to be very high to live in California. Yeah, I can't imagine. De- Jess, he needs to put his marmoset down so he quit playing with Whoa. his marmoset. Whoa. Um, marmoset. Oh gosh, uh, the most <laughs> <laughs> the most popular choices in 2019 to 2020 ranked according to popularity were wanted newer, better, larger house or apartment, followed by new job or job transfer to establish own household. So I guess they never had one. Wanted to own home, not rent, and wanted cheaper housing. So I guess a lot of that was just because <laughs> they needed to make more money and have a better place to live. Uh, the least popular response was natural disaster, change of climate and foreclosure or eviction. Mm. So uh, Nevada was one of the seven blue states that saw a net influx of people. Well, that's, that's why we're having trouble. I, th- I think I saw a story where Nevada is going to, uh, there's some people in Nevada pushing for a recount there as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think I saw that yesterday. Just recount the whole damn thing. Um, well, they should, you know, yeah. they should. But, uh, and it may end up that way. It may take another two years. But, uh, and I could not find an article about uh, Arizona finishing their count. Now, maybe they're still counting as of tonight. So hopefully by Tuesday show, we'll have some kind of information about how the Maricopa County in Arizona came out. Maricopa uh, County. Maricopa. So, a recent mass Rasmussen, Rasmussen <laughs> poll, <laughs> sound like a holiday spread or something, yeah, show that really. a majority of likely voters <laughs> nationwide prefer a smaller government with fewer services and lower taxes. Are you kidding me? then stop voting for those people that you've been voting for in these blue states, people. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they should count. Well, they should only be allowed to count during the middle of the day. I'm with you, BP, and not right after lunch, not, not right after a meal. They may be a little sluggish, you know, and definitely not at night. It's starting <laughs> to dwindle down. Well, let's see. What time is it? Uh, it's only... Was it eight thirty in Arizona? I don't know. I have no idea what that was. You know, it was a party. It was I, a I, party horn for those I, people. Really well, in Arizona. I think they've been blowing too much because it wasn't a whole <laughs> lot of force to that one. That was a 2 a.m. blow. So, um, my goodness. Yeah, they just, you know, there's there's a lot of recounting that they need to do. A lot of recounting that they need to do. Well, you know, you know and, and these people that are moving, come on. when you If you're moving because you didn't like the state you were living in and it was a blue state, for gosh sakes, don't take that garbage, that that same stuff with you and expect the place you moved to 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 be like your blue state because that's that's why you're moving people yeah 
It's uh, there was somebody that <laughs> there was there's a few comments on this thing, uh, on that article over to the side, and uh, I, I don't know if these are tweets or I don't know what the, or they just comment on the article through the website, but it says the parasites destroyed their own host. Now they're out to destroy yours. Do not bring your stupid, loony, and wacky politics to our state. Blue staters, do not bring your left, loony, unworkable politics to my state. We don't want you and your deranged kind here to corrupt our children, screw up our schools, and waste our state budgets. Tell me how you really feel. So, yeah. Remember why you're moving, folks, okay? Yeah, and... um there's plenty of states. It, it, what Eric says, California, New York. Yep. Uh, yeah. Don't keep bringing them to Texas or Florida or creep into Georgia or Georgia. I mean, for gosh yeah. sakes, yeah, just just don't do it. Um. Yeah, you know, we understand that you want a better life, but um, you know. Well, if you're living make in the sure, blue state, sure you move to a red state. Right yeah. If you move to a red state, is is it, and it's better, the economy's better, the the tax laws are better, the taxes are better. Uh, right. Doesn't that kind of, shouldn't a bell go off in your head? You would think. Well, you know, I mean, some of those um, states are running their, Running a government just like this next article that we got coming up. I mean, uh, it's just it's just a mess. What Wait. these people are getting away with, and what is it our color? New neighbors are from California. Colorado used to be red. Yeah, well, um, but there is some hope in Colorado, Jess. I've yeah. seen uh, there. Who's that? Uh, is she a representative? Uh, she's a Republican. I heard her talk this weekend, and she is it. Oh gosh, I can't think of her name. It's, it seemed like it starts with a B, or Hobart, or something. But <laughs> starts with a B. That's real. That's a lot of help, isn't it? Anyway, I heard her talk this weekend, and she sounds um, Wild Kingdom. Okay, I think that was her actually. Um, you no, think? Okay. Anyway, it sounds like there might be some hope for Colorado. You know, I would, I would hope. So, as a peacock, just uh, as a peacock. Would you buy a tape from uh, <laughs> National Geographic this weekend or something? Did you sign up for one of those record clubs where they send you all oh. these <laughs> experimental? Oh. Look, it's uh, look. oh no, I know I had something. Uh, I know I had something for there. We go, I had something for Tron Cat. <laughs> well, Tron Cat, you welcome, ought to be Tron Cat. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to Wild Kingdom. <laughs> Hold on, let me get, let me put my kitty down. Um, very I, well. Very I think well. I'm, I'm gonna go get a sandwich hey, and a sexy. beer. If you want to just finish out with all the, uh, the noises. Welcome. Um, no, uh, what I was saying about the the states running their government. You know, there was a family that held a funeral 
for a stranger while their grandfather was still alive in the hospital. Now, <clears throat> this actually happened in Russia. So, um, a family in Russia held a funeral for a stranger while their grandfather was still alive in the hospital after a nurse mixed up two patients on the same ward. Um, Grigory Vasilev, 79, was admitted to a hospital near Moscow after he suffered a stroke in mid-May. And two days later, his family was informed that he had passed away. So when... Um, his daughter reportedly saw the body before burial. She told the morgue staff that the man did not look like her father. Um, however, the um, the staff told her that he might look different because people change a lot after suffering from a stroke, which you know their face you know uh, face changes a little bit and all, but not to totally look like a different person altogether. Um, so the dead stranger was given a funeral and buried in the family plot. But several days later, relatives were informed that there had been a mistake and that their grandfather was, in fact, still alive in the hospital. Um, Gee, that would, you, be, uh, would you not be just... <laughs> and then that, that, her daughter was like, I told you, I told you, nobody listens to me. <laughs> she's you know she went off and she said look this is a story about human stupidity medical negligence incompetence and the utter collapse of the healthcare system well nothing against uh you know uh, anybody from russia that might be in here but you know um i think that you know a lot of things have collapsed over there a long time ago so I didn't know they had a good healthcare system. God bless them. Um, the investigators have launched a criminal case into the negligence against the hospital staff. But yeah, that would uh, that would be very disturbing. Because now you got to go dig this guy back up out of the family plot and be like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Um, you know, can you imagine having to go through all that? Uh, yeah, so that would be. That would not be pleasant. Granddad, I mean, we good. Glad to see you're alive. <laughs> so, um, we'll have to get you a new plot because yours has been used already. Um, geez, that that would not be good. Yeah. Um, eggs on top was of it, bread and chicken. Wasn't there a movie about that? Was there? I well, it seemed like today there's a movie about everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, chickens. What? Um, they're talking about a chicken sandwich. I just had to. Uh, whoa, easy there. Get get them back in the cage over here. Um, talking about bread or chicken? Uh, <laughs> eggs on top of chicken. Which one came first? Chicken or the egg? That's a that's a good, pretty decent restaurant. It actually it is, isn't it? The chicken and the egg, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And that's if they're a still open. Of, um, uh, what's her name? Isn't it? 
of what's you her know, name? That one. Well, that could only be three hundred people in my life. Um, a relative of what's her name? I want to say Martha Stewart, but that's not her name. Oh, the, uh, the little yeah. Southern lady. Cook? Yeah, yeah, they got in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, you didn't hear that, did you? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, Paula <laughs> Dean. Jeez. Paula Dean, yes. Uh, music request. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send. I'm going to send a note to someone about you, and advise them never to leave you alone again over the weekend. Uh. That's what happens. That's exactly because what I'm surprised that you don't have, you know, cheetahs and things running around the house. Oh well, cheetah, you say? Cheetah. Um, no, Cheetos. Cheetah. That cheetah. Uh, Cheetos. Yeah, why are you talking about animals? I saw this thing on uh, Netflix this weekend, and have I mean, I don't know if anybody ever, if you've been desperate enough to try to to watch some of netflix produced movies uh i've oh, seen a I, few i watch uh, i watch a good bit of them well i i watched some and some of them have been okay uh oh gosh i can't remember the one we were trying to watch last night we made it in 15 minutes of it and um you know after we got to the pedophile part we had to stop watching oh it because it was just i mean i'm i'm exaggerating a little bit because the guy was a a priest and he was talking to a, like a 12 year old girl and the things he was telling her just didn't even make sense. So we cut out on that, but there's this one, this new one called sweet tooth. Have you seen that on Netflix? Oh yeah. We actually, we already finished watching the whole season season. Okay. Well, watch that one. I like it. The, the premise on that is, is that, uh, they've created, uh, uh, you know, people that are, are kids that are half animal and half human, right? And that right. pretty much. And I think the the main character is like a deer boy or something like that. Isn't that what he is? One of the antlers. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a little deer boy. Yeah. Well, it's not funny, but uh, you know, Congress just passed the or uh, the the Senate just passed a called the endless frontiers act okay have you heard have you heard no. about that okay no um it was called something else i think that's on a different article but it was called something else first but anyway the endless frontiers act is a comprehensive bill sponsored by senator chuck schumer and here's where mm-hmm. i need that i need a recording of somebody throwing up but uh it was passed on friday and is leading some critics to point to a little-noticed little move that could open a Pandora's box of unknown bioengineering. Did you know that um, in China that they had uh, mixed uh, uh, an embryo of a human with a, with a monkey and that they got it to survive for, I think, I think they said 20 days. I think it survive for well, 20 days. Well, I mean, you know, then, then we have to start talking about the CRISPR and all kinds of stuff and the fact that they just completed 
the missing uh, parts of the human DNA that they the things that they were lacking, they finally completed all those. So, yeah, I mean, the, if we actually knew the experiments that they've been doing, um, we'd probably be. Well, this uh, bill, part of this bill, uh, Republicans had tried to introduce uh, some measures to limit what they could do with this with this particular bill. Um Let's see. And but the Democrats blocked the amendment. Uh, it says the amendment was proposed by Senators James Lankford of Oklahoma and Steve Daines of Montana and Mike Braun of Indiana that would have outlawed their amend, amendment would have outlawed the so-called chimera research, the bioengineering and experimentation of human animal hybrid species. So it's funny at the, the top of this article, they use used a clip from the sweet tooth on Netflix, that uh, series on Netflix um, to kind of tie into this, but there is what they call it, the chimera research uh, because that's where they blend human animal, human and animal hybrid uh, research. That's great. Yeah. They let that thing get out of a cage and, you know, wreaks havoc in, havoc in a neighborhood and, you know, and all of a sudden, it, you know. Uh, well, they're saying <laughs> populates. that it's $250 billion in this bill and the End- Endless Frontiers Act uh, will be allocated to promote emerging technologies to help the U.S. better compete with Chinese innovation. But they're talking about it in the same context uh, of of this bioengineering. Uh, and she noted that some of the Chinese experimentation has included a successful endeavor to in last April, or I say last April, I think it is to create human monkey embryos that lasted 20 days in the laboratory. That's what it was. Um, the only question is what will China do next? Who says the agencies that we're funding will play by the rules uh, says that chimeric research is a Pandora's box from hell that should not be open. The scientific community spurred on by their own hubris may very well open it by using taxpayer dollars. So I guess really what they were trying to do is make sure that these things, these experiments couldn't go on using taxpayer money without some kind of oversight to make sure, you know, we need to know what's going on if, and we have a right to know what's going on, but if we're doing it just because China's doing it, well, I don't know. Wasn't the, uh, and I haven't seen that series yet and I don't want you to tell me the whole thing because I may watch it, but wasn't the, the kind of the whole context of that thing that they were raising these half human, half animal things to uh, these beings to survive earth. Is that what it is? The climate was changing or something? Um, no, there was actually a disease that broke out. And, oh, a disease. Um, okay. Yeah. A disease that broke out and they uh, believed that they were, um, then these started appearing at the same time. So they're, uh, they were persecuted and they seem to think there's some kind of cure to the disease from them but the first season doesn't get real deep into that but uh it is a great 
a great uh, a great new series to watch. Was it? We, it's we the first year. Enjoyed. Yes, yes. So there, there is. Um, if you're going to have young ones watch it. You can. There is a couple. Of, there's a little bit of foul language, but nothing gratuitous. Well, so, it is Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing gratuitous. If if you can watch the Big Lebowski, you can probably watch that. Right. <laughs> That was a uh, clip of the half human, half deer. So it sounded like a cow to me. There's some, there's some scary things in that series too, isn't it? I mean, based on the clip that I saw. Whoa there, BP. (laughs) Okay. Were we were we asking there. about that Anywho. kind of stuff? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeez. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, what's up? This is what's, a family show. What's up? Was Welcome. trying. What's up? Was trying what's to up? call in. Did, did oh you... well. What's up? Let us know down in the chat what you'd like to talk about, and you will be allowed to call in but we're we're on the downside here. yeah we we yeah we've only got less than 15 minutes and we got to sign uh, out or Podbeam yeah. will cut us off with a pair of scissors oh um, okay oh you don't really know we're running out of time yes um try getting into the show a little bit earlier what do you want to talk about well no that's what we're asking you <laughs> um. <laughs> we, yeah oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's hard for us to get in to take callers when we get in the last fifteen minutes because you know we've had that experience before. All right, I'll tell you what, what's up? You you come back to the show on Tuesday, and um, we will get you on the line if you come in earlier in the show. We'll make sure to do that. Yep. Yeah, we've already got it. You got a standing invitation there. Yeah, we're standing we come invitation. on at uh, ten o'clock p.m. Uh, yeah, we Eastern want, time. Want visit the, come back and visit the zoo. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, I I'm I'm totally surprised at the zoo. <laughs> um, all right, Dennis Lee, I, I'm almost afraid, but uh, <laughs> you want to start taking us out of here? I have oh, no well, idea what's going to come up next. Um, what's going to pop up? <laughs> oh, there's no reason to get sad. Um, we'll what be back that? on Tuesday. Jeez. Hold on. Let me do some consoling here real quick. Um, so <laughs> if you'd like to let us know what you think about our show or have suggestions for the show, um, or would like to send us pictures or anything like that, do that uh, at email on our email at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> allegedly, BP. And if you are a Twitterer, then make sure to Twitter us on tristalk w at tristalk wg moon. Um, and then please also, <laughs> please also um, follow us on Facebook, and we put all of our articles on there. All the shows are posted on there. Um, a lot of the pictures 
um, that we come up with are on there too. And um, you can read right along with what we're putting out there. So, and then um, if you'd like to go to these other places, we are also on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Player FM. And we are on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at uh, between uh, 9.30 and 10 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time, that is. So, um, yeah. We appreciate you. We love you, and thank you for being here. We really couldn't do it without you. And I apologize for my farm animals. We'll get those things under control. I have to put them in the pen. Well, I don't know what to say about that. I've been totally surprised. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, what was that? A horde of bees? That was a what well, was one wasp. That's one of those murder hornets. <laughs> one wasp. <laughs> Must have landed on a megaphone. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, yes. Where are we? <laughs> I'm still I'm still hearing farm animals in my head. Oh well I actually put them all to bed. Um so yeah, we'll uh, be back. Again, Thursday night. I'm Thursday. <laughs> Tuesday. I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on if Dennis Lee can round up the animals for another show. Uh, we'll, but we'll, um, we'll be back Tuesday night with live. Um, but we, we appreciate everybody spending time with us tonight and putting up with the various farm animal sounds and just... You know, it's, um, what can I say? We sent him to school, bought his <laughs> books, and this is what we got. So, uh, <sighs> I got to turn the screen off because these things keep popping up and it's like very distracting. What in the world is that? So, the closing thought for tonight is from Theodore Roosevelt, of oh. all people. Uh, a Democrat. And he said to announce that there must be no criticism of the president or that we are to stand by the president right or wrong is not only unpatriotic and servile, but it's morally treasonable to the American public. So, well, they certainly, they certainly uh, agreed with that four years of Donald Trump, didn't they? Yes. Um, so they worked that one to the bone. To the bone. To the bone. Isn't there a song, To the Bone? Um, yeah, Bad to the Bone? Bad to the Bone. No, I knew it had something to do with the bone. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, BP. I see it coming. Whoa. Okay, well, let's just... Um, oh, boy. If, if you can... If you can put your little hand on the switch, Dennis Lee. All right. Let me uh, let me click the lights down, Wayne. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, 
Hope everybody has a great day tomorrow and uh, stay safe, everybody. Mine, I just can't seem to find a reason to believe that I can break free. Cause you see, I have been down for so long, like all hope is gone. But as I lift my hands, I understand that I should praise you through my circle. Take a shackle off my feet so I can dance. Much pressure fell on me.